Hello and welcome. I'm Heather. And I'm Joy. And this is not a dream. Welcome back. Hopefully. Welcome back. And if you're new, welcome. Welcome. Hi. Here we are. Thank you, you are. so much for joining us today. Um, I am super excited about my story. It I'm is so pumped. just it's so interesting. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. right. Yeah. That's Ooh. right. All right. So, anything you want to say before we get started? I had something really clever to say, but I forgot how it goes. Like when they're when it's like, "Come on, gang, we've got a mystery to solve." Wait, like from Scooby-Doo. like Scooby Doo, but I forgot how they say it. They I have no idea. Way. I have literally no idea. It's time for another mystery. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. <laughs> Let's just go into it, okay? Shall okay, we? Shall I'm we? ready. Ready, please. Yes. I'm very curious to see what you think about this one. I'm very curious to see what I think too. Now, I do want to preface this by saying. Okay. That it is a Finnish murder, like Finland. So oh. the pronunciations are going to be a little rough. I thought you meant like it was finished. I, I was mean, like, what does that even mean? It is unsolved, so it is not it's done. finished. It's not finished. But I just want to apologize for the pronunciation. I honestly looked everything up and I'm doing my best. On June 4th, 1960, four teenagers were setting up camp on the shore of Lake Bodum in Espo, Finland. Myla Iremeli Bjorklund and Anya Tulikimaki, both 15 years old, were accompanied by their two 18-year-old boyfriends, Seppo Antero Boisman, why does that sound Spanish, and Niels Wilhelm Gustafsson. Those are some names. Is that really a Finnish name? I have a client Gustafsson. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just be like Scandinavian, so it could be like oh. maybe a Swiss, not Switzerland, Sweden, okay. something, Norway. I don't know. That's cool. But yeah, this person is Finnish. So with it being summertime in the Scandinavian north, the sun mm. set around 10.30 p.m. and the sunrise is actually at around 4 a.m. Oh so this is kind of important later. So just keep that in mind okay. that it's a very 10, short four. nighttime when okay. it comes to summer. <laughs> I bet it's so pretty. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God. I can't even imagine how pretty it would we be. We need to go just to check it out. For sure. Solve this case. So, after talking and drinking lemonade and vodka, the best, mm-hmm. the teenagers went to sleep in their tent having no idea the horrors that would soon unfold. Between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. on June 5th, somebody cut the ropes holding their canvas tent up, causing it to crumple down on top of the teens. With the tent still closed, it would be difficult to find the opening to try to undo it and get out quickly. With little time to react or defend themselves, the assailant started beating them with a blunt object such as a rock and stabbed them repeatedly through the tent. The attack happened quickly as two boys birdwatching nearby say they saw the tent fall and a blonde man leaving the campsite area around 6 a.m. A carpenter named Risto Siren was on his morning jog. He was the one to actually find the bloody scene at around 11 a.m. So the boys saw it a little bit from a distance. Mm-hmm. They just saw a guy walking away, the tent falling down, and they were like, all right, going to look at this bird. So, I mean, maybe they thought he was just, you know, yeah. starting to take the, They didn't tent, think, apparently from what I read, they didn't think it was anything bad. They I were just like, oh, that, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So... He, uh, the guy who found them at 11 a.m., quickly called the police, and then they arrived around noon. Wouldn't they hear screaming, though? 
I th- I honestly I feel wonder like you're, that you're screaming. I really like you're close do. Enough to like see, you're close enough to hear. I read about all these like eyewitnesses seeing this man walk away, and I'm like, what? Was there no screaming? It's very interesting. I feel you know? like if he's hitting them with a blunt object and stabbing them, it's not right. like they're instantly like really not. It's not like out. a gun where they're just dead immediately. Yeah. It's very weird. I don't understand that either. And so is it all four of them? The two girls and their boyfriend? Yeah, so they all got attacked. Yes. Some. I feel like if one... Okay. I know. Sorry, I know. this is... Okay, I'm ready. I'm into it. So... The police got there around noon. Mm-hmm. What they saw was horrific and shocking. Four bloody bodies were laying in a pile on the crumpled tent. Mackie and Boisman, I'm just going to use them on by their... On the tent? On in... Oh, okay. I'll okay. explain it. But okay. I'm just going to say I'm using their like their last names now from now on just because okay. it's a little easier. Um, so just Mackie and Boisman were one of the couples. Okay. So Mackie and Boisman were found still inside the tent while Bjorklund and Gustafsson were found actually on top of it. Huh. Boisman had been hit in the head a few times, but had ultimately died of massive blood loss from stab wounds to the neck. <gasps> Mackie oh only had a few head injuries and no stab wounds, so it was determined that she had died from blunt force injuries. Bjorklund was found to have the most severe injuries. She was found naked from the waist down. She had been struck in the head at least three times with a blunt object and stabbed in the cheek, jaw, and there was a slice wound on her elbow. There was a fracture on the left side of her jaw and cheekbone, and her lower jaw had been dislocated. She had been stabbed multiple times after death. Gustafsson was found laying on top of Bjorklund, and perhaps most shockingly of all, he was alive. What? So, oh my god, I think I've heard of this. It's very, very famous. Okay. I'd be surprised, honestly, if you hadn't. No, I'm pretty sure I've heard of it. It is very... It's, it is like the most famous unsolved homicide in Finland, and in almost, you'd probably say Scandinavia, mm-hmm. probably. Um... So Gustafsson, he was found unconscious, so he was rushed to the hospital where he was treated for a concussion, a fractured jaw and facial bones, and bruises to his face. He says he doesn't remember anything about the attack other than possibly seeing somebody coming at them wearing black and red. Hmm. The investigation of the crime scene was an absolute mess from the start. Police failed to secure the scene, so like pretty much anything from there on is just bullshit letting dozens of officers trample through it before documenting anything. To make matters worse, they actually invited locals to come help them search the area around Lake Bodum to help find items that they were missing from the camping site. So the teenagers had ridden motorcycles to the campsite and their keys were missing. The motorcycles were still there, but the keys had been taken for some reason. Gustafsson's shoes were missing as well, but they were located about 500 to 600 meters away, partially hidden, and the murder weapons were never found. So, like I said, it was a blunt object that was used to hit them and then also a knife to stab them. So there's at least two murder weapons, and they didn't find either one. I wonder if the murderer took the key so that they couldn't, if like somebody survived, they couldn't get back to get help. It's definitely possible, yeah. That's a, that's a good good guess. Because obviously you're going to get caught if you take one of their motorcycles. Right. Yeah, it'll definitely, it'll be, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Gustafsson's shoes would actually turn out to be an extremely important piece of evidence in finding out exactly what happened that night. 
So the police suspected that the killer had actually worn his shoes and then disposed of them. Mm-hmm. Blood was found on the inside and the outside of these shoes that belonged to Mackie. The blood belonged to Mackie. However, evidence shows that the shoes had actually been inside the tent when the attack occurred. There's a lot of confusing and slightly conflicting mm-hmm. like evidence. Uh, not evidence, but things that are written in different articles and different sources about the blood on these shoes. But mm-hmm. I'll get a little bit more into that later. So, according to eyewitness testimony, two boys were seen walking around the area of the campsite around 4 a.m. So, you hear that and you're like, who's going to see someone walking at 4 a.m. at a campsite? It's pitch dark. That's why it's important to know that the sun was coming up at this point. So, it wasn't pitch dark. There was some light around 4 a.m. And by the time it's like 4.30, 5, it's like morning there. So, it's like light. So it makes sense that people would be out, they'd be starting to do things, and there might be more eyewitnesses around that time. So around 4 a.m., the two boys were witnessed walking around. It is assumed that this was Boisman and Gustafsson. Bjorklund kept a diary that night, and in it she wrote that the two boys got up at around 2 a.m. to go fishing because they couldn't sleep. An earlier note in the diary said that the boys had been drunk, so she was keeping like this, this diary that she was kind of logging her daily mm-hmm. things like oh a couple hours later she's like we had pizza and like i think that's kind of adorable i just I'm imagine like, this I like, like old little 60s girl like we're, we're camping out with our boyfriends Aww. like we're so cute we're drinking alcohol Woo. yep so <laughs> it was deemed inconclusive how the attack occurred so, like, what, I mean, just, I guess, the general, like, idea of what happened when and what, who was inside the tent outside when what happened. The tent was relatively small, leading some to believe that, or some people had a hard time believing that four of them were sleeping in it. But, I'm, you know, it's teenagers. It's when like, you're teenagers nobody you're cares. And you don't have much money. You're going to get a small tent. You're going to make it work. Nobody cares. So, yeah, um, I, I saw it, like. Because, you know, in the pictures in, like, the 60s, because they have some pictures of the crime scene when it happened, and they're all, like, blurry, grainy, black and white. But they have a more recent picture of the tent, so you can see it really clearly. And I honestly, like, it's 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 small. Like, four people in it would be cramped, but it's possible. And I could I could see people doing it. So my kind of thought, just kind of, like, not really side, but side. Um, if they all were drunk, like, when I'm drunk, I'm, like, mm-hmm. passed out. Like... <laughs> And passed out. So maybe, so, like, you wake up and you're like, what's happening before you, right. like, if you're sober, you'd look up and you're be like, oh, my God. But, you know, if you're, like, kind of disoriented, you'd be like, wait, what's happening? And then you get hit in the head and you're like, really don't know what's happening. You so know you're saying, mean? like, him being drunk means it's harder for him to remember what happened or what? No, like, because um, we didn't hear screams. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. Trying to, I'm still trying to, like, figure out how nobody heard anything. Yeah, because it's like, even if you, let's say you stab the first two people right in the heart or lungs they can't scream right after you stab them the other people are still able to scream until you stab them and incapacitate them i don't get that and i never once saw anybody write anything about that so i because i thought that was really interesting i yeah i'd be interested there's there's a book written about this case that i haven't read that i'd i'd be interested to to read because it probably goes a lot more into it and i know i've read books on the other cases i've done like the um 
Lucy Blackman uh-huh. and the Skylar Niece ones. I've read those books and those fascinating. Mm-hmm. I like learning as much and as I can about them. And another thing I'm kind of confused about, they saw the tent fall and then a guy walk away. But the tent fell before all these murders happened. Exactly. So I, I thought that exact that? same thought crossed my mind. I'm like, how can they see the tent fall, which apparently happened before any of the stabbing? Yeah. And they're and like, oh, no big deal. But there's no, they were close enough to see it. Plus if two were under and then on top, like it fell, he's got to like, so I, I imagine the reason why some of them were found kind of partially out is because while all the stabbing was happening, there's obviously slits going in the tent. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure in like the struggle, some of them oh. fell out of the slits or something like that. Because yeah. when you look at a picture of the tent afterwards, it is it is shredded. Okay. It is shredded. It is really, it's pretty intense. Um so evidence shows that the tent was actually ripped before the bloodstains occurred. I actually don't know what that's supposed to prove, but it was written, and so I am reporting it. Maybe that he maybe he like sliced it open to see them. Yeah, I guess, but I don't see how that's important. But you know, it's it's not that it's not important, but I feel like it's not important maybe, in regards to the storyline. Maybe he was making sure it was them. Maybe it was like somebody who knew them. And so, like, yeah. you know, if you're just, like, going around murdering people, you don't necessarily care. But maybe and yeah, it's because that he it's not them. like he did it in the dark either. Because, yeah, it was light by the time he attacked. Because the people, the eyewitnesses say that they saw two boys walking around at 4 a.m., which is said to be the two boys. And so they were, uh, if we're to believe that, they were alive at 4. Mm-hmm. So anytime after that, it's now light outside. So they were killed during the daytime so it's crazy. weird um there were no there was no foreign dna that was found on the tent because obviously they kept it for years and years um however this is kind of a side note because i feel like it's not that important but mm-hmm. it was written so i'm like it's kind of interesting um so there was no foreign dna on the tent Mm-hmm. But there was a pillowcase nearby that was folded up neatly, which had foreign semen and blood on it. Never says whose or what. and But it does say that police eventually concluded that it was unrelated to the crime. So I'm assuming it was just random and like maybe a girl was fooling around on her period. Who knows? And it was just kind of discarded next to that. I... <laughs> How is foreign, which means it's not related to any of the people in right. the case, right. semen yeah. on a pillowcase mm-hmm. right next to the crime scene? It wasn't right next to it. It okay. was nearby. But I, I don't think but it's like, that odd because people fool around in the forest all the time and like leave shit and kids are messy and they don't clean up after themselves and they don't care. Like they go to the forest, you fool around, you have sex with your boyfriend. Oh, you're bleeding because you're on your period, and now there's blood all over that pillowcase. I'll just leave it there. Like I don't know. My, th- all right. That's what I'm I imagine. Maybe I just got like a weird mind. But what if it was like the guy? Okay, he was. It's like a movie, right? Oh my god. He's like doing his thing, but what, watching. What, wait, them. what is doing his thing? He's fucking masturbating. He's. Doing that. Okay. He's, you know? Yes, sure. And maybe he's, like, obsessed with one of the girls, so he's, uh-huh. like, hiding in the forest, but, mm-hmm. like, I guess he just, you know, he had a pillowcase to, like, discard because... Um, sure. Because the forest is not good enough. You know what? I thought about <laughs> this, and then the minute I got there, I was like, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so. Let's throw that back out. Back to the story. <laughs> 
So yeah, that was unrelated. Um, I guess it's just like something that the police noticed nearby and took note. I'm like, oh wow, you took notice of that and it didn't matter, but you didn't do a bunch of other things that were important, which I'll get into. That makes sense. The police were pretty much idiots in this. They did a lot of stuff wrong. Okay. So I'm not surprised that they can't solve this because my God. So Gustafsson was actually, this part's going to, this is going to get interesting now. Okay. Gustafsson was placed under hypnosis to try to get more information about what happened that night. So you know how sometimes they'll hypnotize people to get them to remember stuff. Yeah. So take it with a grain of salt, which I'm Uh sure you already know, Uh because Hypnosis isn't a sure practice, and it's known that people can be very highly easily persuaded while they're under mm-hmm. hypnosis. So depending on how the interviewer, you know, asks the questions, they could easily, like, sway them for certain answers. Mm-hmm. So, again, grain of salt. But I do want to read some of the transcript, which I oh. sent you earlier on. But I didn't read it. Right. I was like, Joy, I'm about to read, send you a transcript. Do not read it yet because and it's for like, the episode later. I was like, I guess. So the original transcript is in Finnish, but there was a Reddit user (laughs) by the name of Oma Romena. Thank you. I can't pronounce it. Thank you for doing Um, this. He did translate part of it, so we're just going to read part of it. I'm going to, we're going to like read it together back and forth as like the interviewer. Oh. And that's why I sent it to you. Oh, I was wondering why you sent it to me. I was like. So do you want to be the hypnotist or do you want to be Gustafsson? Can I be the hypnotist? Yes, you can. Yay. I actually find this really interesting because I would go to hypnosis therapy. Yeah, I've never done anything like this, but I find it interesting anyway because human minds are crazy. It's long. Yeah, it's pretty long. So you are the Q, the question, and I'm the A. Okay. What happened between 8 and 10 o'clock that night when your comrades lost his or her life? We sat and talked. Were you with your two comrades? Just the two of us. What were you discussing? We talked about where to travel during midsummer. Did you drink all of the alcohol? No, a little was left. What did you have with you? Salmis Sarta. What else? That I do not know. Did the girls have any? No. How many bottles did you have with you? One. Did you have refreshments? Lemonade. Did you have liquor? I can't remember. Where did you get this? One painter brought it from some place, I think. Where did you get the Salmazara? One painter brought it. Did the girls drink? No. When did you go to sleep? I don't know. Had the sun already set? Yes. When did you wake up? Before sunrise. What woke you up? My friend took his fishing rod out. Did you walk to the angling beach together? Yes. How were you dressed? We had pants and shirts on. Why did you go to the beach? I intended to swim, but the water was too cold. On what beach did your friend fish? He was fishing in the same cape where the tent was. He started there, but then changed position. Did you follow him? When Roisman changed position, I returned to the tent. Did you follow him to the other cape? No, he was alone. Where were the girls when you were at the beach? In the tent. When did they say, um, what did they say when you returned? They had woken up and wondered where Seppo was. I told them he had gone fishing. What did you do then? 
I ate breakfast. Seppo came back and said, bad luck, I didn't get any fish. Had Seppo seen anybody at the beach? He didn't mention anything, at least. What did you do then? We went to sleep. Who did you sleep next to? With Iramelli. Then you all went to sleep. What happened next? After that, I woke up in the Red Cross. Did you hear any screaming? Very weakly. Whose scream? I couldn't tell. Mostly girls. What were they yelling? What came to your mind? That someone had attacked on us. And you opened your eyes? I couldn't. They were full of blood. But this happened only after you came to the Red Cross. What about the tent? Hmm. Do you see now? I see very faintly. What can you recognize? The roof of the tent is above us. What happens then? He started hitting us. Was he dark or pale? He had blonde hair, mid-size, brown face. He had a dark sweater on. Didn't say anything. Hit with some sharp weapon, maybe a dagger or a knife. With some hard weapon. I can't remember the weapon. Some longer iron it was, I think. Had you seen this man before during the day, night, or around the tent? I don't know. Do you see anything else? Only blood. Who did you see blood on first? On Iremeli. On what part of her? On her head. What kind of teeth did he have? White. What else do you remember? I don't remember. Nothing. Look harder. Do you see him now? I do. What do you see of him? Only the upper torso. What is he like? No hat, blonde hair, sweater mostly dark checkered, lots of colors, green and black. You see his face clearly? Did he have a lot of hair? Long hair, combed backwards. Describe the nose. Straight. Describe the mouth. Regular. What kind of lips did he have, thick or thin? Mostly thick. Did he have scars on his face? I can't see. Pimples? On the forehead and cheeks. Are cheekbones protruding? A little. Now, you see him entering from the tent door. No, he didn't enter. He tore his way through into the tent. I saw this from the hole in the tent. What did you do when you tried to escape from the tent but didn't manage? I, I don't know because he hit me. Did he hit you last? No, he hit me in the eye. What weapon did he have? A knife in one hand and a metal object in the other. What did the object look like? Like a pipe of some sort. Had he hit the girls? Yes. Did the girls say anything? They yelled for help. What kind of hair did the man have? Combed backwards, not curly. So that's the end of the section that was translated, however it goes on. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of that, Joy? I think it didn't sound like he was trying to really persuade him a whole lot. Right. I agree. And I feel like it was kind of smart because he would ask him the same question twice. To see if he gets a different answer. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty... Pretty spot on, um, but I'm I'm a little surprised only because at first, 
at first, you know, they asked him and he's like, I don't remember anything. And then suddenly he remembers so much. So, like, I've been under hypnosis before and a lot of things like your mind just naturally wants to shut off or help you forget because it's very traumatic. Right. When you're under hypnosis, it's almost like more freeing. Like, you can literally almost like relive things and like remember things that you didn't remember before. That's so interesting. I mean, if I'm, if it does work and this is all real and true and 100%, then it's like crazy good information. And it matches up to what other people saw. Like, yeah, they went fishing, the blonde, the, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The fact that he ripped into the tent and. Yeah. And it's very interesting that he did hear them scream, but somehow the other people didn't. Right. Still so confused. I was waiting for you to say something about that. That is like, okay, so now we have you know, quote unquote proof that they so, screamed. My question too is who's this painter? Yeah, I I don't I'm guessing that might be some kind of a translation issue. Maybe it's like like a man or something, someone that worked somewhere on the way there. Like Who knows? The, but did they get the booze before they went there or did somebody meet them? Right. I assume that they got it before, but there's nothing specific written, so I guess we won't ever know. Yeah. Or we you know just because it's kind of interesting because, like, being a teenager, you obviously can't really go to a store. So maybe if yeah. you're already on your way camping, you might meet someone. Well, in Finland, I actually don't know what the drinking age is or was in the 60s. Yeah, that never mind. It, I, I honestly <laughs> don't know. Um, if it was, I'm guessing it was under 18, so the guys probably were fine getting it. Yeah, so, that's true. I'm not sure. Um, hmm. All right, so moving on from that. Um, basically after that section, he's just going on and describing the man more in detail, saying that the man that attacked them wasn't drunk and he was being about 20 to 30 years old. He wasn't wearing a suit. Um, he didn't have a beard, Mm -hmm. things like that. So taking this information into consideration, police had a few main suspects. Now, what makes this case interesting, more interesting, I guess, Mm -hmm. is that most of them confessed. What? Yeah. There was like multiple suspects that were like, I did it. And we're like, what? People, yeah. You know how a lot of times people will just confess for the hell of it or, conf- you know, false confessions. Yeah, that's true. They weren't even like persuaded into a false confession. They were just like, I did it. And I suspect that most, if not all of it, is bragging. Um, because these suspects were not necessarily good people. So you'll see. So most locals suspected a man that was named Valdemar Gilstrom. I'm pretty sure I said that right. He was a kiosk worker near the lake who had been known to be very hostile towards campers. Everyone knew he was capable of violence. He cut tents down, threw rocks at people who came up to his street, and some actually later even said that they did see him coming from the murder scene, but they were too scared to report it at the time, which, mm, I don't know. Plus, he worked there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, he had apparently, here it is, drunkenly confessed to the murders to his neighbor one night, stating that he hid the murder weapons in his well on his property, hmm. which he then had filled in very shortly after the murders took place. So police found no evidence connecting him to the crime, and he had an alibi for that night. His wife says that he was at home with her all night. His Yeah. Granted, the police actually never 
never followed up on that supposed drunk confession and never looked into digging it digging up the well that he filled on his property. So they checked his property, but they didn't go as far to dig up the well that he said had evidence. Why would you fill in a well anyway? Do you have cows falling in there? I don't know. It's very suspicious. It's very suspicious. So they considered him a very disturbed man, and he was found drowned almost a decade later in 1969 in Lake Bodum. He had apparently committed suicide. Before her death, his wife also confessed that she had lied about his alibi that night. And because she did it because he told her if she didn't, he would kill her. I was going to say, like, honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that happened if he's, like, known for being violent. Like, right. I can only imagine being the wife. So when you kind of look at what they're saying about this guy, he's a violent, angry person, Who kind of a rocks douche. And cuts open tents. So it's not totally surprising to me if he's like drunkenly trying to brag about I killed these kids to his like neighbor one night I mean I'm not saying he didn't do it because he's very suspicious but like yeah there's there's a reason why I could see all these people confessing it's weird they're just not great people so the next (laughs) I'm just gonna go ahead and ask for forgiveness before I say this next one okay forgive me we're sorry No, I'm asking, you know, I'm asking everyone for forgiveness. The next suspect was the most popular choice among the general public. So not just the locals, but everyone that's heard of this was like, oh, it's probably this guy. A man named Hans Assman, who was an alleged, I'm sorry, alleged KGB spy. It was obviously that guy. I know. Um, He lived a few kilometers away from Lake Bodum. Now, there's a theory that he committed many other murders as well, but this wasn't taken seriously by the police. He also had an alibi for the night and also was said to be in Germany at the time of a different murder that people were accusing him of. Now, on the morning of June 6th, so the day after the murders, Mm -hmm. he showed up at a hospital in Helsinki with some, some sources say bloody clothes, some other sources say red on his clothes. So I don't know if it was it. I don't know if it was blood or not, or if it was just red. Mm-hmm. Um, he was acting suspicious and erratic. Nurses said that his actions suggested guilt. It was also said that he cut his hair immediately after the information about the murders was shown on the news. For some unknown reason, police didn't confiscate or test the clothing that quote unquote had blood on it which was also said to be similar to what the murderer was seen wearing when he was leaving. Another suspect was named Penti... Oh, I can't do this name. This is the hardest one. Before I move on, did you... Was there anything you wanted to say about that other subject or suspect before moving on? Well, just trying to be devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. If the whole town's already out to get you, and it says <laughs> that the freaking the suspect is blonde, I'd shave my head too. I know, I'd be right? like, you know, like you know what, guys? Nope. But sounds like everybody's out to get him. But this maybe guy, there's a reason. That's from like, what I can see, he didn't confess anywhere. Oh. Um, from what I could tell, I mean, it's maybe there's a source that says he did, but from what I read, I feel like. Uh, he was, maybe I think he's the only one that didn't. But moving on. That's interesting. Another suspect was named Penti Soinen. I tried. 
He had been convicted of violent crimes in the late 1960s and had confessed to murders at the age of 14 while in prison. He said that when he was 15, he had lived near the murder site. The police did question him, and they said that he was basically just a psychopath that wanted attention, and his confession held no weight. Yeah. He hanged himself in 1969 on the anniversary of the murders. So I don't think it's him. I think that he's just a psychopath that wanted attention and was, like, kind of obsessed because, like, it happened near where he used to live and stuff like that. But clearly not a good guy. sick, I mean mentally ill, not like a sick, disgusting person. Just like there's something wrong with somebody who's like that. All right. Now, for my favorite part of this entire story. I'm ready. Solely because it is so fucking creepy to me. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm already creeped out. When placed under hypnosis, Gustafsson was asked to describe the man he saw the night that attacked them, right? Uh So we just read that. A sketch artist drew up what I consider to be the absolute creepiest suspect sketch I have ever seen in my entire life, based on what he said when he was under hypnosis. Which Did is, he like look at it after and he's like, that's who I saw? It quite literally looks like a monster, in my opinion. Ew, Do you no. want to see the sketch? Yes. Oh. All right. So, okay. just turns out the artist was really... <laughs> oh! Like, it's super fucking creepy, right? Can... Just the eyes. I know, I know. Are like piercing. It quite literally. Bottom right. Exactly, bottom right. That is the creepiest one. Like I cannot imagine my that as the, a human. My favorite's the top left. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a child. The bottom right. We're gonna we'll post these. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, you guys will oh know what we're talking gosh, about. Can you imagine waking up and seeing? No, that I'd kill myself like, before it killed me. No. So. Oh my. God. That's what the sketch artist drew. You'd think that there's no way a human can actually look anything like that, right? Well, at one of the victim's funerals, there was a photo taken of the group of people who showed up. Oh, my gosh. In the middle of the crowd is a man who looks terrifyingly similar to this sketch. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to show it to you. I'm not sure if I'm ready. I'm ready. You're not. You're not. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) Oh, God, she is silent, guys. She is speechless. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck what is the right? What the actual fuck? What in the fuck? Why didn't they stop that guy? It is so creepy. Like, at the time, I guess they didn't everybody have... The sketch wasn't out too. yet. Yeah, but, like, everybody else looks normal. It's, he and looks... So it's not even, like, a weird lighting or something. It's literally he disguised. He looks like somebody in, like, movie monster makeup just, like, sauntered into yeah, this like, funeral. Uh, it's so creepy. I cannot stand it. I love it so much. I hate it. It looks like... In, like, the old Westworld film. But again, like he okay. He looks like he should be a creepy robot cat. I'm just going to, like, look at it, and I'm going to switch back over to the sketch. Ready? All right, look at it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that... No. It's insane. It looks identical, and it's so creepy. Like, a human shouldn't look like that. Oh, my God. So. Oh, I have all the... Ugh. Again, the sketch hadn't come out when that... When he showed up there. Like, they looked at that in hindsight, that picture. And they were like, that looks a lot like what the police drew. He freaking had, I mean, I know that like it's a common thing, but mm-hmm. the audacity to yeah. go to the funeral. So no one ever found out who this man was or his name, and he was never seen again. So that's all the information I have for you on that. I hate that guy. I know. It's terrible. It's so fascinating because I want to know more about it, but I wonder nothing. if they showed the kid later, like, hey, is this the guy? Oh, I'm like, sure they did. Picture? I'm sure they did. 
Yeah. That poor kid is probably like has probably the worst nightmares ever. Oh my gosh. If I ever saw anyone like that, I would even just walking on the street, I would just be like, I'm nope. All right. Goodbye. And not just because of that picture, like, oh my gosh. I feel so bad for that kid. Like oh, to be yeah. one of your friends that survived and to like have That's like been conscious. Pretty for part intense. Of it. So nope. here we go into the last subs- suspect they had. Yeah. Okay. So, last suspect here is a popular choice for conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. Gustafsson himself, since he was the only one that survived. Mm-hmm. So, some say it was suspicious that his girlfriend, Bjorklund, was the one that was much more severely killed than the others. She was also the only one who had been partially nude when found. Some speculate that he self-inflicted his own wounds to make it seem like he had gotten attacked because his wounds were less severe. However, it is noted that they were still extremely bad to the point where it's believed that he wouldn't be able to walk well enough to hide the murder weapons so well that they were never found, especially at that point. I feel like, what if it was some person who was, like, obsessed with them? Could be. And, like, just happened to be really obsessed with that girl. Could be. I've thought about that, too. I was like, what if whoever was attacking them just suddenly saw that girl and was like, oh, I want you, and, like, stripped her? I don't know. So Did they do a rape kit on her? That's the thing. I could not find information on that. So it's very suspicious. Because I couldn't find information on it, I would assume that she wasn't sexually assaulted. I feel like if she was, that would be a big evidence, like, proven. Maybe he was, like, it was just, like, some creep who just wanted to, like, see and be... Honestly, like, maybe the struggle was so bad that it just came off. I truly don't know. Like, her pants just came off. Maybe she was sleeping without pants. I don't know. I really don't know. Probably not that, but... So, some sources state that Gustafsson's shoes... Going back to the shoes again. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Um that had been found 500 meters away had blood from all three of the murdered teens and none from Gustafsson himself, leading police to assume that he had self-inflicted his wounds after stashing his shoes, hiding them. So basically they're saying that he stabbed everybody while wearing the shoes, but he went off and hid them and then stabbed himself and hurt himself. That's why his blood isn't on those shoes, but everyone else's is. But that wouldn't make sense that they saw, like, so many people saw a blonde man leaving the scene. There's a lot of, basically with every suspect, there's a lot of, like, yeah, but, you know. So, like, what what did Gustafman look like? Gustafsson? So, from the picture, it looks like he has dark hair, but honestly, it's hard to tell. So, because it's the fucking 60s, this guy. This mm-hmm. is Gustafsson. They were all such little babies. I know. I know. 15? 15 and, and 18. 18. So, yeah, this is him. It's hard to tell from that picture, you know? But, yeah. It doesn't look anything like some, like, yeah. Because, like, I can, like, if you're trying to kill people through a tent mm-hmm. and there's four, you're mm-hmm. probably likely to not finish somebody off. You kind of know what I mean. I mean, the thing is, you're rushed. You're it's they were trapped in that tent apparently, and I. But but as you're stabbing, there's going to be holes in the tent, and Mm -hmm. you can start escaping. It's it's weird, and I feel like I have. I feel like it's similar to the um, the the Panama case that I did, where Mm -hmm. everything that I'm like, oh, what if this? There's like a million other like, yeah, but yeah, but but then if this, if that, I I can't seem to make up my mind. You know, and it seems yeah. like 
I've always been the kind of person where I hear two sides and I'm like, yeah, you both make good points, so I don't know who to choose. <laughs> and that's what I feel like I'm seeing here. I'm like, yeah, you make a good point for Gustafsson, but you also make a good point against him and for his innocence. And oh boy, like it's tough. I don't feel like it was him. Yeah. I'm not sure what I feel yet. He made that freaking sketch. And then there was that guy at the freaking funeral. I can't. I can't. can't I'll really never get over it. I'll never get over like that picture. Weird I'll sketch. I'll never get over it. Guys, nope. if you haven't looked at it yet, I swear to God, pause this right now and look at it. Go look at it. Your dreams, your nightmares. This is, this is not a dream. Okay. This is, no. But an argument towards um, the fact that he was innocent is that Gustafsson's socks had no trace of walking around in the dirt after having stashed those shoes away. Just a little. He took off his socks. Oh, my God. Put them back on. Putting them back on. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, just... Now, this happened in 1960, uh-huh. right? 2004 rolls around. All right. Okay. 44 years after the murders, uh-huh. police arrested Gustafsson. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, hey, what's up? Come here. He had not previously been a suspect as far as the public knew, but the police are like, yeah, no, we were always on him and questioning him. Is I'm he like, still in jail? So, hold on. Okay, I'm So, sorry. basically, people were like, wait, that was out of the blue. And the police are like, no, it wasn't. We were always suspicious of him. And it's like, all right, 44 years later, sure. All right. So, the Finnish National Bureau of Investigation stated that the case was solved in 2005 based on new forensic data. Mm-hmm. According to this statement, Gustafsson, this is what they're saying happened. Mm-hmm based on their forensic data. Mm-hmm. Gustafsson had been drunk and jealous that night, whether he was denied sex or was jealous of Boisman getting too close to his girlfriend. He had exploded in rage and attacked. Now, this fight caused Gustafsson's injuries, only making him more angry and causing the triple homicide. So, basically, they're assuming that Gustafsson got angry, started fighting with either his girlfriend or Boisman, and then Boisman hit him or his girlfriend hit him, causing injuries, making him very angry. The only thing that I could possibly see that might be evidence for this is that he said they only had one beer if he's trying to hide that they drank a lot. But I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of injuries to do on yourself. It is. I don't know. So his trial started on August 4th, 2005. His defense argued that he would have been incapable of killing three people without being subdued, especially with the injuries that he had sustained. They argued it had to have been one or two outside assailants. They stated his blood was found on the inside of the tent, meaning that he must have been inside it when the Mm -hmm. attacker started stabbing it from the outside. Now, the prosecution said that Gustafsson, while in custody, had apparently said some incriminating comments, but I could not find any more specifics on that. They also had three of the bird watchers that were out that morning come in and basically finger him and say, like, that was the guy that we saw that morning walk away. So basically, he, they're saying it, it was the blonde man that they saw walking away from. But he wasn't blonde. A, I mean, if they're saying they saw a blonde man walk away and then they're pointing to him. Maybe he was blonde. Maybe he was. Okay. Based on that picture, it's kind of hard to tell. Because I feel like in black and white pictures, sometimes blonde can look darker. Black. I don't know. 80% okay. of the people up there are blonde, so it's like hard. That's true. Um, so another little side note about that is mm-hmm. that I read that 
the bird watchers were like 11 when this happened and it's like 45 years later and they're like yeah that was who I saw I'm like are you serious it's been 45 years how do you or from a distance how do you possibly man I don't know yes that guy is what he looked like but 40 year 44 years like younger yeah it's like Like, what the hell they obviously showed him a picture when he was but what what if it's because it was an older guy no, no, they're saying they they've showed him like a picture of him when he was that age and we're like, like was this who you saw? Sixty photo. How in the world? I don't know. So everybody looks the same. The prosecution also claims that it's strange how Gustafsson can only remember specific, very convenient things from that day and night, such as arriving at the campsite. And the fact that he was sure he didn't visit any other campsite that night before. Yeah, because it's not like he took blows to the head. Which will be important in a second. Oh my goodness. So a woman comes forward around this time, stating that on that night, 45 years ago, Gustafsson and Boisman had visited her campsite that night, which apparently was like adjacent. So there were other people camping in the area. But no one heard screams. She said, she said that the boys were drunk and Gustafsson was very aggressive. However, the defense stated that, isn't it odd? That this woman hadn't come forward with this information until she had been approached by a TV documentary years later. And Bjorklund's diary also didn't describe any of this happening. So they basically, I would assume, I mean, they let it go into trial. Like, they let that be part of the trial. But I I would assume the jury is, like, not taking that very seriously. Because why would you come forward with very important evidence like that 45 years later just because a documentary asks you? People are the worst. I don't know. I feel, I personally, I feel like I would have said that right away because it's such an important and huge case. But that's just me. Maybe this person didn't. I don't know. I think it's odd. So on October 7th, 2005, you'll like this, Joy. Mm -hmm. Gustafsson was acquitted of all the charges. Thank goodness. And the state of Finland paid him 44,900 euros for the mental suffering caused by the arrest and the trial. Thank goodness. Like, I feel so bad for this man. Like, he's finally, he's like, oh, I finally feel like I'm getting over it. And then it's like, police. And you're like, I'm like, been struggling with this all my life. Seriously. He and was 63 when they this arrested him. This old man. He's like. Can you imagine something I, that happened to you when you were 18 and like so many, so many years, when you're 63 getting in trouble for it? I just want to give that guy a hug. I feel so bad for him. So because he was acquitted, the case remains one of Finland's most infamous unsolved murders. And just a little side thing for the end here. The extreme metal band named Children of Bodom got their name from this case. Are they're, you serious? I know that band. Yeah, they're from Espo, where the murders took place. So what? they named their band after this. And also, there is a 2016 Finnish film titled Lake Bodom that is based off this case. And apparently it's pretty good. So now I'm totally going to go watch it because it looks good. And I'm dying to see it now. Let's watch it. As soon as I heard about that, I was like, oh, my God, I got to. <laughs> that sounds that sounds yeah. interesting. So that's it. That's the the mystery. That's crazy. Yeah, I honestly this one I feel like I'm much more in in the middle of everything than I was even on other of like the Henry McCabe or the yeah. uh, Lizanne Froon, all that. I feel like this one any any case for any suspect, I'm like, yeah, they could have, or no, nah, I don't think so. I literally don't know who did it. 
I really don't. I don't know. I I really don't feel like it was the kid. But I don't know. It's it's such an odd thing. It's such an odd attack. So yeah. Um what is your horror movie? Hell yes, bitch. Okay, let me think. Actually, I didn't have an idea. Um I'm going to go with I'm going to go with POV. It's a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese found footage mm-hmm. movie. So if you like found footage, I'd highly recommend it. It's um, POV. I think it stands for point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it has a, shut up, Joy. It has no, a great I ending. I was going to say how I knew it, but I don't want to. Porn. Porn hunts. <laughs> Wow! Hello. Okay, it's not a porn. It's, it's not. not it's not J A V. It's just. <laughs> this is a normal <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> it's really good, guys. Anyways, that's it. That's um, the one. I don't think I've really watched anything lately um, that I absolutely loved. I gotta be real with you. You're gonna hate me. Oh yeah. Isaiah was very upset that I was going to watch Velvet Budsaw without him. Aww. So we watched it together, and it was Why okay. Why would I hate you? <laughs> I don't know. So Just okay? It, it was okay. I want to say it was really good, but honestly, okay. it wasn't like I loved it. But you might like it. Yeah. But there is a movie that I do really want to see. Like At first, I was like, that looks stupid. But the more I've like watched trailers or read about it, I actually really want to see um, Brightburn. It's okay, so I don't like superhero movies personally. I don't think I've ever heard of this. It's got Elizabeth Banks in it. Okay. And I believe her son, he, something happens where he gets superpowers. Mm-hmm. But this can sound cheesy, but bear with me. Instead of like doing good, mm-hmm. he does the complete opposite and he turns against the world and just starts like, he's like a villain. Okay. Yep. There you go. All right. We'll watch sure. a preview. It's, it looks I, really good. I mean, I'm down. I really want to see it. I don't know. The more I've like watched it, do I'm you just have like, a horror movie Ooh. recommendation? Oh yeah, uh, watch that and tell me how it is. And then, oh man, I just thought of something, but it just slipped my mind. I got this. I got this. I you know, it doesn't have to be recent. I haven't seen POV in a couple of years. No, there was there was one that I was just like, I honestly love it. Honestly, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry, I'm the worst. I can't stop looking at this guy's face. It is so I know, fucking it's creepy. So gross. I don't know what's worse, the sketch or the actual picture. I guess like one of my one of my top ones is I love the original ring. Like oh yeah. Ringu. I like it way more than the American version because I feel like the American version doesn't make any sense. Like you with know the horses funny? and shit. I I love the American one. Really? But I like it. If I don't think about the original one, because I think as its own movie, it's good. But if you yeah. think about it, trying to base it off the original, it's not like the original. The original's really good. And what I like about it is, like, for some reason, they make the girl, which I can't remember her name. I keep wanting to call Samara. her Samosa. Samara. Like, <laughs> Samara. I don't like that they make her the bad guy in the American version. Because in the Japanese version, yeah, she's they, not. They do definitely victimize her a lot in the Japanese yeah, one. Yeah, she was like she was like straight up a victim and of like murder and abuse. And then like in the American one, she's just like I mean she was still a victim me. in the in the American one for sure. But, but it was because they thought she was like evil and then it turns out she was evil. 
No, she was still a victim of abuse. Like, she was still kept in the, like, loft of that barn and, like... I thought it was because they thought that she, like, was possessed or something or that she was, like, an evil demon I don't demon think child. so. I'd have to watch it again to be sure, but I don't think so. Because I watched it and I was, like, <laughs> pissed. I was, like, this is a disgrace. Well, I think that they make the girl much creepier at the end in the original one. I will give it that for sure. Just, the oh, ending of the original so is very good. It. And I think I thought somebody was really hot in it, too, so... Oh, the wait, the original? Yeah. Or the real. The original. Know. Probably in the remake. Was it you Samara? Know everybody. It was Samara, right? Fuck yeah. So hot. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do love that one. And then I actually really enjoyed from what I saw the new Suspiria. Yeah. I actually really liked it, but I like weird crap like that. So. Good. I mean, that's why we watched Climax. <laughs> and I honestly really, I don't know, I keep naming movies. I actually really like The Silenced. Yeah, so is that one, which one is that one? I so feel the like Silence is kind of reminded, like, Suspiria reminded me a lot of Silence. I'm saying... That's the Korean movie, right? Yeah, yeah where, okay. like, it's, like, the girls and then... Because there's, um, like, a new movie that just came out called The Silence, and it's, like, bullshit, apparently. Well, so it's I, stupid, because yeah. it's not the It's the Korean, Korean one that takes one. place in that, like, girls' boarding school, right? Yeah. Go yeah. watch that. I that really do really want to see that, because I heard it was very good. Is it a horror movie or is it like Have a... you not watched it? No. <gasps> I know. I've been meaning to. Okay. We need to watch it because I honestly Is it a horror movie. movie though? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, I still think I about it. it. Like, there's certain ones that I straight still think of. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Think Very cool. Yep. Uh, only other thing I want to say is that I saw How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, last night, and I cried. It was so good. <gasps> I want to see it. Joy, it was so fucking oh good. Oh, my God. I want to see it so bad. It was okay, so I'm going to make good. Isaiah take me. It's amazing. Uh, I have an announcement, and Heather doesn't know this. Joy's pregnant. Did I already tell you? Oh, wait, I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God, no. She did it. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I had a moment there where I was like, wait a minute, I was fucking around. But we are expecting twins. twins. <gasps> You're getting the corgis? corgis? Ah! Oh my god. And we're not docking their tails, so they're going to have a little fox tail. Wait, where are you getting them from? We're getting them from a breeder in Tucson. Oh my and god. in six weeks we get to choose our babies. How, so they just were born or like? So I think they're going to be born like any any like week now or any minute now. I'm so excited. That is so fun. So I was babies. like really worried that it would take you guys forever to get them since after Willow or Winston. Oh, no. All that we're stuff. on it. Right, we're just going to dip into our house savings. Because we're not <laughs> house. It's fine. Um, and, oh, my gosh. Two um, boys, two girls, boy and a girl. We're, we don't know what we're going to get yet. Um, I know I've always wanted a boy named Gizmo. Oh. But, well, we're going to go into it. If we get one hey, boy. Jinx heard you talking about dogs and he Hi, got upset. Hi, Jinx. I'm cheating on you with my own puppies that I don't even have yet because they don't exist yet. Um, Gizmo's very cute. I love Gizmo because, like, um, Gremlins is always, like, really dear to my heart because mm-hmm. I'm related name to the Name the Chinese other one. Dude. What is his name? Scab? Scar? Scab? Scab? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Scab? I thought it was like Stripe. Stripe. Something. Stripe. Yeah. That was that Stripe? Dick. Right, I'm looking like this that. up real quick because it's Spike. Spike. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's got the one stripe down the thing. <laughs> I think it might be yeah. Stripe. Key Luke, um, the guy who's the old Chinese dude who sells them, is actually my grandpa's cousin. So. There you go. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, but, okay. So, Isaiah actually came up with this name. I thought of it for a minute. I think it's yes. because we are watching Harry Potter. But he said if we get a girl, he actually wants to name her Petunia. <laughs> Holy shit. Please don't. I'm begging you. Please don't. So, stripe. It is Stripe. It is Stripe. Ooh. Stripe. 
I should get a prize. Straight. But my favorite Disney movie is Fox and the Hound. Isaiah had oh, never yeah. seen it. That is, I made him watch it. He fucking so loved it. Good. My favorite quote, which it's probably wrong because I always butcher it, but it's like goodbye might seem like forever. Forever feels like the end, but in my heart's the memory, and there you will always be. Aww, uh, that's so cute. if my burn doesn't heal after I get married, I'm just gonna get that tattooed on me. Anyways, <laughs> um, my burn's real bad. So the 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 fox in Fox and the Hound, his name is Todd. Oh, that's right. I just if they have a fox tail, I want to name him Todd. So that's cute. Maybe we won't go with Petunia. Please don't. <laughs> I wanted like an old lady name because Gertrude. Um, Gertrude. <laughs> because like the Queen of England, like Mildred. Mildred. I'm trying to think of that glass. Gert. Just Gert. Just Gert. Hey Gert. Come here, Gert. Oh, it's so bad. Yo, Gert. <laughs> Fuck. All right, back to our lives. Send me dog names. Yeah. Send Joy a bunch of funny dog names for a corgi. Yes. And it's gonna be a Welsh corgi, right? It's going to be a like, corgi. Like a typical when you think of a corgi, like yeah. a corgi. Okay. A corgi yeah. but with a tail. Yeah. Because they dock tails. Yeah. And There's those other that. kinds of corgis, but I don't think they're as There's cute. There's Pembroke. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll post pictures of corgis with tails and be like, help name Joy's corgi. <laughs> and then y'all send some requests. I'd love that. Save that poor corgi from being named Petunia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all. There we go. That's all I got Thank for you. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? We have our reviews. Oh, do we? We have two reviews from Podbean. Let's hear it. Okay. Read them to me. I'll read them. Read them This one is from N-I-H-Q-C-C. Perfect. Nick. Nope. <laughs> All right. So this is about the Dahlia Dipolito. Uh-huh. This was great. Have been eagerly awaiting the return story. Was great. And as per usual... Research and different knowledge level of the topic made this quite the listen. Great stuff overall, guys. Well done. Gonna like that. You got a like from me. <laughs> then we have one from Cherry. What is your picture? Your picture's cute from what I can see, but I actually can't see it. So, love. Oh, this is about the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. Love this episode. I feel like she just really needed help. However, I'm confused about the multiple languages she spoke. Mm. My best guess is that the people involved started to get affected by her illness. Ooh. Mm. Like, just, like, being in that yeah. environment mentally. Yeah. And probably made some parts up or experienced imaginary things. That makes sense. Huh. But it's recorded. Yeah. Hmm. Every single one. I guess it would be. Yeah. I, I couldn't... I didn't know what was German and what wasn't German. So um, definitely a sad case, but very excited about the next one. Really happy you guys are back. Also, I finally watched Summer of 84! Oh my god. Thanks to you, and I can't even explain how much I enjoyed that movie. Hell so, yeah. you guys, so thank oh. you guys so much for that. Much love. That Terry. makes me so, so happy. Much, it's so good, everybody. Just go watch it. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. yes. <laughs> please. All right. Thanks, guys, for the cool comments, and thanks for listening. Thank you, guys, for everything. Y'all rock. Thank you. Rate us five stars. Nice reviews on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Podbean, preferably both, but mostly Apple Podcasts. Right. Perfect. Yep. That's it. I like the Podbean ones because I feel like Android's getting represented, <laughs> but it doesn't help us. No. Well, it helps me mentally. No. Never mind. Heather said no. All right, I love you guys. Do them both. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>